Hey love, welcome to the Modern Day P31 Woman with your host, Crystal Ngamezi. I am excited to have you for this podcast episode. If you are new here, welcome to the podcast. I'm so happy that you found it. I'm so happy that God led you here. You are not here by mistake, but it is ordained for you to be here and hear this message and this word from the Lord to you. I want to encourage you to subscribe to this podcast so you get notifications of new episodes. And if you are a returning listener, welcome back, girl. (laughs) If you listened to the previous episode, um, it was a very intentional message. So if you are back and you made it through that episode, girl, clap for yourself. Amen. Because just like in the times when Jesus started preaching and teaching spiritual things and revelations, the people who could not understand it, they left his ministry. But those who were willing to stay, to keep hearing and to to understand and to gain clarity, they were able to see the glory and the move of God. So in this episode, we're going deeper. Amen. We're going to be talking about kingdom and culture. So I want to prepare you before we even get started. Girl, buckle up your seatbelt because in this episode, we're going deep. All right. So if you've been here for a while, you are a, you know, faithful listener of this podcast show. You know, I always have a template, right? I go into our anchor verse for the episode because for this podcast show in this ministry, you know, God has really put a burden on my heart to teach, um, to disciple. And so I'm not necessarily going to like sit here and like play cute with you, right? Because we have enough people who are doing that. I desire for souls to be saved, for mindsets to be transformed, and for you to enter into your inheritance. So I always give you scripture at the beginning of every episode because I want you to make a habit of listening to people who talk about the Lord and they give you Bible, not opinions. Amen. And so for this episode, I have so much to tell you in a short amount of time that I'm going to be changing the format so that you can have notes for those of you who take notes. And I would encourage you to take notes in this episode. If this is something that you just listen to, right? That's fine. But this is not an episode that you can just listen to. You need to record the scriptures that I give you because I'm going to be challenging some of your mindsets. And it's because your mindset needs to be challenged. So I want you to record the scriptures I give you so that you have reference. Amen. So I'm going to do things a little differently in this podcast episode because I got a lot to tell you in a short amount of time. So let's get into the first one. All right, sis. So this first scripture I'm going to be going into for this episode is going to be coming out of Psalm 42 and 7. Now I'm starting with this scripture because deep calls to deep, right? So I'm going to read to you what it says. It says, deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls, all your breakers and your waves have gone over me. So I want to give a little bit of context for this passage. Now this comes out of Psalm 42 and Psalm 42 was written by the sons of Korah, who were basically worship leaders who were appointed by King David. Okay, so when you read the full context of Psalm 42, like when you read the whole chapter, you're going to see like where they got this from. They were in a time of oppression. They were in a time of tribulation. They were in a time where they were suffering and they were saying things in this in this full chapter. Like, where is God? Like, why has God forsaken me? Like, you know, why is my soul downtrodden? Like they were going through something. Okay. They wasn't just saying stuff to be saying stuff. They were going through something. They were experiencing a type of mourning. They were experiencing tribulation and they were asking questions like, where is the Lord? Like, where is God in this time of my suffering? And as they were recording this, you'll see things like, then I remembered. And so as they were going through hard times, they started remembering the testimonies of their experiences with their God. So this part of of the Psalm 42 in verse seven, where it says deep calls to deep, meaning when I'm going through something deep in life, I need to go deeper in God. 
Oftentimes in the Bible, you will see water mentioned like streams. You'll see this in Psalm 1, right? Um, a, a blessed man will be planted by the streams of water, right? He'll produce fruit in every season. Streams often represent the Holy Spirit, the word of God. So when it says deep calls to deep at the roar of your waterfalls, that's referencing the spirit of God. Okay, so for the time that we have been in since 2020, and for those of you who were going through a hard time before 2020, you've been in a wilderness season, you've been going through stuff that ain't cute, <laughs> stuff that's challenging your faith, right? Stuff that's calling you deeper in God, deep calls to deep. So this episode is going deep for a reason, because for some of you, you've been in a deep season, right? That has been challenging you to go deeper in God. For others of you, you're currently in a deep season. And for the rest who are like a few of you, you're going to be entering into it. So this episode is meant to, to prepare you. Some of you are going to be challenged. Some of you are going to have confirmation and the rest of you, you know, you're going to go through an experience in this episode. Amen. So deep calls to deep. So in this episode, we're going deep. So let's go further. So thanks to your downloads, we've opened up our listener support feature, which allows listeners of the Modern Day P31 Woman podcast to support us through a small monthly subscription. Partner with us as we continue to spread the gospel to modern day P31 women around the world. Click the link in our show notes to support. So why did I entitle this episode Kingdom Over Culture? Well, because God showed me some things this week. <laughs> And there has been a common myth that you can serve your culture and you can serve the kingdom. Like you may have heard things like, oh, I'm doing it for the kingdom and the culture. But if the kingdom doesn't serve or if culture doesn't serve the kingdom, then why are you doing anything for your culture? Why are you trying to serve two masters? Why are you trying to please two different gods, right? There's the real God, capital G, and there's the lowercase God, the God of this world, who is Satan. So I really want to come against that mindset because that's a carnal Christian mindset that has been adopted in like Western society where there's this idea that isn't biblical, that you can do things for God as long as the culture approves. And that's not biblical. When you read the story of Jesus in the gospels, you will see several times where Jesus said things and did things that went against the culture. Okay. And he was persecuted for it. You will see Jesus say things like the world will hate you because they hated me, but fear not, I have overcome the world. So this idea that we can please the world and God at the same time is not even in the Bible for a Christian. So whatever you're being taught, for those of you who, who think that, like there are certain things you won't say because you don't want to be canceled. God has put on your spirit certain burdens and you're trying to ignore it because you don't want to be judged by people or you don't want to be persecuted by people or you don't want people looking at you some type of way. You don't want persecution. Real Christians go through persecution and they endure persecution, okay? Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that you're not going to go through trials and tribulations. In fact, the Bible said that you will go through more <laughs> because you're a Christian. Like your faith in God has to be proved. You have to be tested. How else will you know if you really have faith in God unless your faith in God is tested? So God wanted me to come against this whole idea of kingdom and culture because God is never for culture. He's always for kingdom. Jesus didn't come talking about the culture is at hand. Jesus came saying the kingdom is at hand. Jesus is about advancing his kingdom. He always has been. He's never been about advancing the culture. In fact, he came to come against the culture because the culture was not serving God. Okay. So you cannot serve the kingdom and your culture at the same time. You cannot serve two masters, the Bible says. You will either hate one and love the other. So it's not kingdom and culture. I'm not doing it for the kingdom and the culture. I'm doing it for the kingdom because it's kingdom over culture, period. And if you think otherwise, you have a carnal mindset. You have a carnal Christian faith that is not biblical. It is not sound doctrine. 
Okay, so I'm going to read to you this next verse, and it comes out of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. And it says, the natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord as to instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Okay. This in the Bible. Okay. First Corinthians chapter two, verses 14 through 16. And that's why I told you at the beginning of this episode, I'm going to come for some mindsets. Okay. A carnal mindset believes that you can serve your culture and the kingdom of God. Carnal. That means that you want to please the world and please God at the same time. The Bible literally says that the world is in enmity with God. God is against a carnal mindset because this world, if you haven't noticed by now, doesn't serve your God. So why are you trying to please people who do not believe or respect or honor or trust your God? Because it's popular, right? There are people who serve their blackness more than they serve the Lord. There are people who serve their whiteness more than they serve the Lord. There are people who serve their cultures more than they serve the Lord. There are people who respect the customs of their culture more than they respect the word of God. That's an issue to God. God has said in his word, you shall not put any other God before me. That includes culture. If you have made the culture your idol, it will be shown through how you live your life. Okay? So, are you a carnal Christian? Do you do you see things and like you read stuff in the Bible and you take it like carnally, like you don't seek insight from the Holy Spirit to give you spiritual understanding because Jesus talked in parables. There were a lot of things that Jesus said. He wasn't talking about physical stuff. He was using nature as a representation to identify things that happen in the spirit. And if you don't have a Holy Spirit, you're not going to understand what he was saying. And you're going to be interpreting scripture wrong, which most people who are carnal Christians, they interpret scripture wrong. They'll cherry pick scriptures that make their flesh feel good. And in their mind gives them excuses to live in sin and they interpret it wrong. You need the Holy Spirit to understand scripture and you need to be listening to preachers and teachers who have the Holy Spirit and they're not telling you carnal worldly stuff. They're not using scripture to make you think stuff that's not true. And I've said this many times on this podcast show because God has shown me people who like preachers and teachers, like they just be doing motivational speeches and they just use a few scriptures outside of context to make you feel good. Like you don't, you're not changed when you listen to them. It just sounds good. It makes your flesh feel good. Like it sounds good to your ears. Like you like their personality, but they're not changing you spiritually. You're not growing in the spirit. You still doing the same stuff you was doing last year. Like you're not, you're not spiritually maturing because of who you're listening to. Okay. I said before, I like, you should be only listening to people that God has led you to. Not that you led yourself to because they're popular or you like the personality. Because a lot of you are listening and following people online who are charismatic and they have good personalities, but they are not actually called to your life when it comes to spiritual growth and understanding spiritual concepts. Okay. So the Holy Spirit is given to believers to lead us into all truth. How do you know if you're carnal? If you get offended by truth, <laughs> that's a great way. There was this prophet who said some things about a very popular artist. I'm not going to talk about it, but if you in, if you in the culture and you on social media, you know what I'm talking about. There were a lot of carnal Christians and lukewarm Christians, lukewarm believers, right? Lukewarm church people who were offended because of her delivery. Because even though what she said was true, because she didn't say it nicely or whatever that means, people were offended, right? They was offended. But what she said was true. So if you're someone who hears truth and because it don't sound nice enough to you, you reject it, you're carnal. Because what does the delivery have to do with anything? Is it true or not? Like, is it a lie or is it true? Right? I want to hear the truth. And you should be at a point in your life where you're so tired of people lying to you that you want to hear the truth. 
whether I'm saying it to you nicely or I'm stern because those who are called to prophesy, it's about the truth. We say things the way the Holy Spirit gives us to say it. It ain't got nothing to do with your feelings, right? And and the coddling and the babying that we've done in Christianity, specifically in America for so long is the reason why people are not prepared. When COVID hit the world, right? I spoke about this before. God showed me in a dream something was coming, right? Before COVID came. So those who have a gift of prophecy, God tells us stuff that's coming before it comes so that he can prepare us and we can prepare others. And so if God is calling for truth to be spoken out through the mouth of his prophet, it's more about what are they saying? You should be going to God and praying about what they say, not how it made you feel. So let's dive a little bit deeper into the culture. Now, what you are seeing now, especially in America, I understand I have listeners from other countries. Hi, welcome. Um, So, you know, when I say these things, think about your own country's media. Think about your own country's form of entertainment. Think about your own country's culture. In America specifically, um, you see a lot of like Jesus and Bible mocking. Um, You'll see this in the book of Psalms uh, 1. The Bible says, Uh, A blessed man walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, right? People who mock, people who gossip. You'll see in entertainment, right? In movies, films, and music, and commercials even, like all over the culture in America, they're mocking Jesus, and they're mocking the Bible, and they're mocking the God of the Bible. Why? This is not by coincidence. This is very intentional. And I'm going to go into a scripture that talks about this. So I'm going to give you this scripture. Take, write it down because I'm not going to read the whole thing. But it's in 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 18. Okay? I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll read a little bit of it. It says, This is now the second letter that I am writing to you, beloved. In both of them, I am stirring up your sincere mind by way of reminder that you should remember the predictions of the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior through your apostles. Knowing this, first of all, that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing, following their own sinful desires. So I want you to read read the whole thing, 1 through 18, to get more context. So, and you'll see in a lot of you know, books in the Bible, it talks about what's going to happen in the last days. So this scoffing, like this mocking Jesus and this mocking the Bible is not random. It's intentional. So when I, when I say things like not doing stuff for the culture, we see in the culture that they're mocking Jesus. So again, are you really doing stuff for the culture and kingdom? If the culture is mocking Jesus, No, (laughs) if you are a real Christian, you're doing stuff for the kingdom of God. You are advancing the kingdom of God. What you do for work should be advancing the kingdom of God. What you do in your spare time should be advancing the kingdom of God. How you think should be advancing the kingdom of God. Because we are literally in a time of scoffers where the culture is making fun of the God that you claim to serve, right? And so in the book of Revelation, you'll see a lot about, you know, prophets and apostles. You see prophets talked about all over the Old Testament. Like there's literally books of prophets and they all have been saying the same thing. And so, you know, I want to make this very, very, very clear. Like the role of a prophet is to deliver messages from God for God's people, okay? So this message is is not to like make your flesh feel good, it's to change your mindset. Because God's enemy really isn't the devil because even the devil knows his place and he knows his time is almost up. That's why he's wilding out in the culture. The, The real enemy of God is a carnal mindset, right? When you read the Old Testament, and you read the New Testament, you will understand that those of us who are a part of what is called this new covenant, we have a circumcision of the heart. In the Old Testament, the Jews had to have a physical circumcision to show that they were a part of God's covenant, okay? That's how it started with Abraham. And then when Jesus came, Jesus became the atonement for our sins 
right? And that's why it's important for you to read the Bible for yourself, read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, so you have an actual foundation and understanding for your faith. Like, who is Jesus and what did he do, right? Why did he come? Because of the cross, right? Jesus being crucified, Jesus being the lamb that was slain for us to have an opportunity to not only have our sins atoned for, which goes back to the Old Testament, but also for us to be brought back into relationship with God that was severed in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve disobeyed God and mankind fell, right? We are born into sin, but because of the work of Jesus Christ, we have an opportunity through repentance and acceptance that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, that we get to enter into a relationship with God, which will be sealed through receiving the Holy Spirit. Okay, I found there are a lot of churches and denominations that do not spend enough time teaching and preaching about the Holy Spirit. You will see in the Gospels where Jesus says, I cannot put new wine into old wineskins, meaning I can't put spiritual and new concepts into a carnal mind. So I have to change your mindset. I have to circumcise your, your heart. I have to circumcise your flesh so you can receive spiritual truth and spiritual understanding that it may edify your spirit and build you up in life. Okay, so this this like carnality, this carnal mindset where, you know, because you said a sinner's prayer that is not even biblical, you think you good and you don't got to do nothing like, no, no, no. Jesus himself said, these people, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. The Bible says those who confess out of their mouth that Jesus Christ is their Lord and Savior and they believe in their heart. If you have confessed out of your mouth that you know Jesus, but in your heart, you're not with him in your heart. You haven't submitted to the Lord, which looks like you laying down your life, laying down your will to receive the will of the father. That's like a real thing. Okay. And it'll be, it'll be shown through you receiving the Holy Spirit. Okay. When people, when I see people ask things like, oh, how do I know if I'm saved? Or how do I know if I have the Holy Spirit? If you're asking those questions, you probably don't have the Holy Spirit because when you have the Holy Spirit, you'll know it. I, if you're new here, you know, I've given my testimony many times. I used to be a carnal, lukewarm, church going, religious person. I was caught up in the delusion that as long as I know who Jesus was, right? I go to church, I grew up in it, right? Whatever. But I never had a real relationship with him. I wasn't reading my Bible. I wasn't really praying. I wasn't fasting. I wasn't submitted to God. I wasn't. My life was not submitted to God. And you know if your life is submitted to God or not. So for those of you who are trying to like play, your mind is being tugged on and your flesh is trying to act up, or you got some spirits in you that are trying to act up, don't play with God. You know if your life is submitted to God or not. If your life has never been given to God for real, you ain't got the Holy Spirit because God does not play with his spirit. No, no, no. When I made a decision in 2014 to give God my life, I surrendered my will. I gave up trying to live my own life. I gave up trying to lead my own life. I said, God, I am done doing life this way because it ain't working. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I'm suicidal. I have all this money. I have this position. I have these, you know, this guy. I had, I had everything that people out here trying to get. I had it at 24. Okay. I wanted the Lord. So I gave God my life and God gave me in return his Holy Spirit and it was evident and I received a gift of the Holy Spirit which looked like prophecy and as God led me to study his word and walk out what he said in scripture in real life my life began to bear fruits of the Holy Spirit a real Christian is shown through having the gift of the Holy Spirit Okay, and having fruits of the Holy Spirit as they endure persecution, as they endure trials and tribulations, as they walk through the wilderness with the Lord and their faith is tested and proven. Okay, if you ain't really been through nothing with the Lord, how do you know that you're a real, how do you know if you ain't got the Holy Spirit? You ain't got no gifts of the Holy Spirit. You don't even know what the gifts of the Holy Spirit are. And for those of you, if this is your first time hearing this, I don't want you to feel like condemned. I want you to be ignited that if you're calling yourself a Christian, you need to know what that means. 
There are too many people in this country calling themselves Christians who are not. And God is done with that. He's done with the lukewarm. He's done with the carnality. He's done with you trying to be a baby for 10 years. Stop that. You need to understand what you believe in or stop calling yourself that. There are people who got their heads cut off for the faith that you don't even know nothing about. You need to read your Bible. Amen? Amen. This should be bringing us up. God wants to bring us up in knowledge, insight, and understanding. Okay? He doesn't want us to stay in this basic carnal mindset. The culture wants to keep you shallow. God wants to bring you deeper into him, deeper into revelation, deeper into spiritual truth, deeper into insight. We're in a time where God is calling his people deeper. Okay? We're going deeper. Deep calls to deep. Deep calls to deep. Are you shallow? Are you carnal? Are you really walking this thing out with the Lord in spirit and in truth? Because the Bible says the true worshipers of God worship him in spirit and in truth. And he desires such. Amen. Let's keep going. Now, I want to give some more context for what I talked about with the Holy Spirit, okay? So I want to give you this verse. I'm not going to read all of it, but I'll read a couple of pieces from it. It's going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Now, I'm going to start and just read verses 1 through 5. It says, And I, when I came to you, brothers, did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not in plausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Then I'm going to skip down to verses 10 through 12. And it says... These things God has revealed to us through the spirit for the spirit searches everything, even the depths of God for who knows a person's thoughts, except the spirit of that person, which is in him. So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God, except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who was from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. Okay, this was written by Paul to the church of Corinth. Okay, so Paul was giving instruction and insight to help them understand the gift that they had been given after they became believers. Okay, so the things I'm saying is not like my opinion. This is what's in the Bible. So it's, it's very important for you as a, as a believer, as a Christian to, again, understand your faith. What does it actually mean to be a Christian? How do you know if you're saved? Okay, you should have been given the Holy Spirit if you truly laid down your life and you truly made Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior. Because whether you want to believe it or not, every person walking this earth is submitted to a spirit. Either you're submitted to the Holy Spirit and there's evidence of that, or you're submitted to a demonic spirit and there's evidence of that. You will find fruits of the spirit, fruits of the flesh in Galatians chapter 5. I mentioned that in like almost every episode now because I, I realize that people don't get taught well and people don't be knowing what the fruits of the flesh are and what the fruits of the spirit are. And because somebody on social media said they a Christian, even though they're drinking, they're partying, they're promiscuous, they're in witchcraft, because they say they are a Christian, they got a scripture in their bio. People believe it. And it just shows like the ignorance that we're in. We're like in this delusion where people really don't know stuff. <laughs> and it's amazing to me because in America, like you got access to the Bible. Like if you have social media, you can get the Bible app, right? And you can like actually read your Bible. So that's why I give y'all scripture in this podcast, because I have come into the understanding that people in this time, for some reason, I don't know what kind of spirit is over this place, but people don't read their Bible, but they're calling themselves Christians because they grew up in religion. Christianity is not about religion. It's about relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Okay. If you have the fruits of the Holy Spirit, it shows evidence that you are submitted to God 
through Jesus Christ. If you do not, it shows that you are submitted to a demonic entity and you will have fruits of that demonic entity. It'll look like fruits of the flesh. Okay. And you can read it again in Galatians chapter five, and you need to read that so that you know what it looks like. We cannot continue to choose ignorance. God says in his word, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Being ignorant, you perish. No, 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 no. Come out of that. You need to know what your faith is talking about. You need to understand what it means to be a true believer, a true disciple of Yeshua, of Jesus Christ. You need to know what that means for yourself so that when people are, are telling you stuff, it's confirmation. And if it's new, you need to be taking notes, write it down, go study for yourself to show yourself approved and pray for God for further insight and clarity. Because we just read the Holy Spirit leads us into truth. The Holy Spirit, people like me who are called to prophesy and preach and teach, I'm just here to give some clarity, understanding and biblical context. But you as a believer should be studying these scriptures for yourself. You as a believer should be going to God in prayer for yourself. You as a believer should have a devotional life with God for yourself. We have to stop putting our salvation on other people because you're going to be held accountable for what you do on this earth. And we're going to go into that in this podcast episode. But next, I kind of want to get into delusion because there's a reason why so many people have been deceived and there's a reason why so many pastors have compromised in their teaching. And if this kind of language is new to you, but you claim that you are a Christian and you've been a Christian for a long time, that's a problem, right? Cause I'm not like a pastor, right? I'm not like a pastor over a church. I'm a Christian. Okay. And if you're a Christian, you should be studying your Bible too you should have some evidence of the Holy Spirit too, right? Especially if you've been a, for a long time, the Bible says that you ought to be teachers by now. So you should be being called to preach and teach too in some form or capacity. And again, it don't gotta be like this large thing. Like you should have enough biblical insight and the Holy Spirit should be in you to where if God calls you to speak to someone or to declare a thing, you have the confidence and the spirit to do so, right? And so that's why I said I'm going to challenge some of you in this in this episode because I've been very surprised at how the amount of people that God has shown me in this generation that that wear the title Christian, but they don't have the Holy Spirit, they don't have any fruit, they don't understand what it actually means to be a Christian. They don't have any biblical understanding or insight. That is very scary to me because there are people who are looking at these people thinking that that's what it looks like it means to be a Christian. All you got to do is say you're a Christian and put a scripture in your bio and you can live however you want to live. That isn't biblical. That's not biblical. It's not biblical. So let's get into where this delusion came from. So let's talk about delusion. Now, I want to make it clear, okay? There are going to be some language I'm going to use. When I say church, um, sometimes I'll be talking about like the building, the infrastructure of church, but the church is really about the person. Like we are the church as people, as believers who believe in Jesus Christ, right? We believe in Yeshua. We believe in the Lord. We are the church, okay? But in America, because America runs off of a like capitalist society, where you have a lot of church buildings that have become like capitalists, right? And you'll see in, in the scripture, Jesus turned over the tables of the money changers, people who were using the temple to profit as opposed to build people's souls up or to build people's spirits up so that souls may be saved. And so I'm going to read this verse for you. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, and it's going to talk about Satan's plan and where this deception comes from. It says, in their case, the God, lowercase g, of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So this term, unbelievers, this, this is not just about people who 
don't believe in Jesus or and they call themselves something else or some other religion. No, you can call yourself a Christian and be an unbeliever. An unbeliever means someone who does not believe in who Jesus is. If you are not submitted to Jesus Christ, that means you don't actually know who he is. Because if you believe that he is the son of God, if you believe that he is your Lord and savior, you would be submitted to him, right? If you are not submitted to him, you're an unbeliever. I don't care if you go to church every Sunday. I don't care if your family is Christians. I don't care if your dad or your mom was a preacher. None of that matters. Are you believing in Jesus Christ? Are you submitted to him? Because you're going to be held accountable. You don't get to get into heaven because your mama, your daddy preached. You don't get to get into heaven because you're surrounded in a church. You don't get to get into heaven because of that. You have to make the decision for yourself. And you need to know what decision that you actually made. So it says, in their case, the God of this world has blinded their minds. Why? To keep them from seeing the true light of the gospel. When you read in scripture, you'll see Jesus, you know, warning his disciples about the time he was going to come back. And he was like, in those days, you're going to see like false messiahs. There's going to be a lot of false doctrine. And so the reason why I believe there are a lot of people who think that they're Christian and, and it's not necessarily... Like we have a part to play in that as well. Like when I was like lukewarm and I was like that, I wasn't doing my job either. <laughs> so we can't just blame pastors and say, oh, this person taught me wrong. If you were reading your Bible and praying to God for real, for real, God would have brought you into that understanding because we just read the Holy Spirit leads us into truth. So somewhere along the line, God would reveal to you that what you're being taught is not from him and he would take you out of that environment and take you into like an isolation with him so that you can have time to study for yourself. So blaming your pastor ain't a cop out. Like I can't blame anybody for me, you know, living life how I wanted to. If I was really serious about giving God my life back then, I would have, right? And it's only by the grace and the mercy of God that he did not allow me to die in my sin, that he gave me an opportunity to actually repent Repentance looks like turning away from. It means to change your mindset and to turn away from. Repentance is not telling God I'm sorry and then going right back and doing the same thing that you're saying you're sorry for. That's called a, a, a fake apology. That's called you being a liar, okay? Repentance means to change your mindset and turn away from. Turn away from letting your flesh lead you and turn to God's word leading you. That's true repentance. Okay, and I want to make that very, very, very clear because we live in this like grace doctrine where people don't preach repentance. You cannot receive the Holy Spirit and enter into God's covenant without first repenting. Like repentance is the first step, right? You have to acknowledge that you're a sinner, right? Acknowledge that the way you've been living your life is not in accordance to what God has for you. And then you repent by saying, God, how I've lived my life, I know is not the way you have for me. I am turning over my will to you. I want to receive your spirit. I want to know the purpose over my life. I want to enter into a relationship with you because I want you. And I guarantee you, the Bible says, seek and you shall find. I guarantee you, if you really seek after God's heart, if you really search for him, you're going to find him. He's going to give it to you. You have an opportunity in this time. It's called, this is real grace. It's hearing the true gospel, knowing that you can repent and you can enter in. If you're hearing this message and either maybe you weren't a believer, maybe you were this lukewarm, carnal person I'm talking about, maybe you were sold a delusion and you didn't even know it. This is grace. This is true grace from God. God giving you an opportunity to hear the truth that is found in the Bible and you having an opportunity to actually truly repent and knowing like what is repentance? Like what is that? So that you can actually partake in it and receive his spirit and receive his will and receive his love and receive his care and receive his truth and understanding and receive the inheritance that is promised to those who are in Christ Jesus. The Bible says for those who are in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you've believed. It doesn't matter what you've submitted yourself to. If you truly repent and give your heart and your life to Jesus Christ, you have an opportunity to enter into salvation. 
and you will be given the Holy Spirit as evidence, the Bible says, as a promise, a seal of the promise that you are in Christ Jesus. My desire is not to preach and teach to you cute messages that make you feel good. My desire is for your soul to be saved and for you to know it, for you to have evidence in your own life that you are in Christ so that no matter what comes up against you, you know that it is the Lord who is on your side that is going to bring you out of it. He's going to bring you through. That's going to be your confirmation. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. The blood of the lamb is Jesus Christ dying for our sins, him being crucified, God raising him up in all power, all glory. And he sits at the right hand of the father making intercession for you and me. He has given us his spirit as a proof that he is who he says he is. We overcome tribulation, the trials and tribulations that come with living this life through his sacrifice for the atonement of our sins and the word of our testimony. There is a testimony your life is meant to express. That's why you're going through hard times. That's why your faith is being tested. That's why I'm coming for your mindset. There's a testimony attached to this thing and it's real and it bears evidence and it bears witness. You need to have a witness of your faith. And that witness is going to be the Holy Spirit and your testimony. Before we continue, I have a quick announcement. My brand coaching program, Brand Business Academy, is now back. This year, I'm continuing my efforts to help women connect to their purposes and build better businesses. I created Brand Business Academy to help purpose-driven women pursue their God-given purposes, start businesses, and build brands online. So if that sounds like you and you want to work with me in this six-month program, head over to crystalingamezi.com. That's C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-N as in Nancy, G-U-M as in Mary, E-Z-I.com, or you can click the link in our show notes. I'm so excited to be giving you the resources that help me create seven streams of revenue online, and I'm looking forward to helping you excel in your purpose this year. Now to conclude this, I know we went deep. I told you in the beginning, I hope you had your scuba gear on. I hope you had your seatbelt on. We went deep today. We went deep today, and it's a good thing. I lastly want to talk about judgment, and this is really important to seal this message of understanding, you know, what does it really mean to be a part of the kingdom? What does that look like? What should your fruit look like? What should your life look like? I want to talk about judgment real quick. Don't skip past this. This is very important for your understanding and your spiritual growth. I'm going to give you a few scriptures and I'm going to quickly read through them. So write these down and study them in your own time and read them in full context. Amen. Um, the first one is James chapter two, verse 24. It says, you see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. Okay. The Bible says we're saved by grace, right? So this episode is an example of God's grace to give you an opportunity to repent and enter into true salvation. That's what, when it says saved by grace, what's grace? Grace is the unmerited favor of God, meaning you didn't deserve it. You didn't work for God's grace. You didn't earn God's grace. It's a choice by the Lord to give you an opportunity to hear the message, to hear the true gospel and to repent so that you can enter into what is called the good news. It's good news that you can repent and enter in, okay? If I was preaching to you a different doctrine, that would be bad news. Not only would you not enter into salvation, but I, as the messenger, would be held in judgment over teaching you a lie. So I, that's why I say I ain't come out here to be cute with y'all. Like, y'all cute. But spiritually speaking, the things that God has shown me are not cute in the spirit, right? So I want you to have understanding so that you understand what you believe in and you understand what it means and what it looks like to be a true disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. So you're not saved because of works. No, no, you're saved by grace. And works is evidence that you have been saved. Meaning when the Bible says to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, that means there is a process that comes with salvation, okay? In the spirit, if you're truly saved, it's a finished work. But in the natural, because we have time, right? 
you are being purified. You are being perfected. You going through a process. Like, right, you're, the Bible says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If there was nothing for you to do, there wouldn't be any transformation and renewal of your mind. There wouldn't be anything for you to work out with fear and trembling. Fear and trembling of what? God's wrath, being caught up in a delusion. That's why I'm telling you, like, you need to have evidence for your faith. It can't be just like, oh, I said this one prayer and I'm good. No, sweetheart, if your heart is not submitted to the Lord and you ain't got no evidence, you ain't saved. You're not. And it's biblical. And I'm giving y'all the scriptures so that you, for those of you who've been told that lie, or for those of you who think that lie, go read the scriptures I'm giving you for yourself and read it in full context. Then pray to God, okay? And ask him for, for a confirmation. Go on a fast because I want you to have evidence. I want you to have evidence. You need to have evidence of this. This can't just be something that you hear and you just run off and you just do what you've been doing. No, 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 no. Take this, study it, and give it to God and have confirmation for yourself. Amen. This next one is coming from Romans chapter 2, verse 6. It says, he will render to each one according to his works. When you read the Bible, it talks about us being judged by what we do. You're going to be held accountable for what you do. So for those of you who've been thinking that you can just be out here wilding out, that ain't biblical, sweetheart. Not if you're a Christian. Everyone, whether you're a Christian or not, is going to be judged according to what you do. And you know what God is going to use to judge you? The Bible. <laughs> His word. Okay? The words that have been uttered by prophets. The words that have been written down for you in what we now call the Bible. The words that God has given me to give to you. You're going to be judged by the word of God, okay? That's why you need to know what it says so you can know what you're going to be held accountable to. Amen. This next verse comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. It says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or or evil. So this whole mindset that, oh, I'm a good person. Oh, I do good things. Yeah. But if you're not submitted to the word of God, that's in the Bible, it don't matter. You're going to be held accountable for that. Amen. So you, again, you need to know what does the Bible say and how do you know what the Bible says? You read it. Amen. I'm going to keep telling y'all that until it's like, y'all should, at this point, if you've been here for a minute, you already know what I'm going to say. Every episode, I say, read your Bible and pray to God about this message. Amen. So y'all going, amen, read your Bibles more, amen, and pray to God so he can confirm it for you. Amen. And this last uh, verse comes from the book of Revelation, chapter 20, verse 12. It says, and I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne and books were opened. Then another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. Okay. These are just a couple scriptures. There are several scriptures in the Bible that they say the same thing. We're going to be held accountable for what we do in the body. This is why we cannot play with our life. We cannot play with this thing called Christianity. We can't play with this thing called life. We can't play with God. God gave me a very important message at the end of last year that fed into this year. And God has given me confirmation after confirmation through prophets all over the world who are saying the same thing. If you're like paying attention, like people who are a part of the remnant of God, we all saying the same thing. Okay. And so the people who you're listening to just because you like them or they're popular, but they're not talking to you like this. You need to be side eyeing them because God is getting his people ready for his next move. Something is coming to shake this earth and it's going to happen this year. Okay. I've already been attacked for the message I gave last in the last episode. Okay. That's how important it was. All right. So me coming back from that to deliver to you this dire message that takes you deeper is intentional. So I don't want this to be an episode you just listen to and no, no, no. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Study the scriptures for yourself. Whatever God is telling you to do, repent, build, 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 build for what's coming. Because for what's coming, hear me, hear me, hear me. 
for what's coming. Those of you who need to repent, you need to repent this year. Those of you who God has, has told you to build, you need to build it this year. You need to obey this year. You need to move. If he told you to move, you need to move this year. This year, this year, 2023, this year, you need to do it this year. God is sealing off his people. He is shutting the door to the ark. The Bible says in the last days, it'll be as if the days of Noah. There is a sealing off that God is doing in the spirit. The trumpet sound that's talked about in the book of Revelation is not a physical trumpet that's going to come from the heavens. It is the mouth of his prophets. The warnings. Take heed to the messages of the prophets in this time because we are all saying the same thing. We are all given the same tune. That's the trumpet. The voice of the prophets. Pay attention. Take heed to this message. Take heed to messages like this one because it's, it's important for you. I don't want to see anyone get caught up in what's coming. If God brought you here, he brought you here for a reason. Take heed to the message and do what it is that God is calling you to do. It's kingdom over culture. Are you in or are you out? Did you enjoy today's podcast episode? Do me a favor and head over to Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast streaming service that you use and leave us a rating and review. Doing this favor for us and doing this favor for me, your girl, will help us to reach more women who are in need of the messages, of the encouragement, of the inspiration, of the life that God has put in these words to help you and to help those who he wants to reach. This is ministry. This is a global podcast ministry. So I would ask that you continue to lift the Proverbs 31 Women's Organization up in prayer as we continue to be obedient to the calling, you know, on my life and on the life of this organization and that you will help us and support us and partner with us um, to have these messages reach the world and to reach all over the globe by rating us and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast streaming service that you use. I would appreciate it and we all would appreciate it and it will be an opportunity for you to be obedient and to partner with what God is doing in the earth. Thank you for listening and I hope and pray to talk with you again soon. Bye.